You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Like not show up for the podcast. That's Julia, the embarrassing moment this week. job. Episode 329 <laughs> of the New Utah Podcast. I had my headset on backwards. It was really throwing me for a loop because the sounds weren't coming in the right ears the right way. After so many years, if anything's off, you you just know it. Yeah, I pick up on it pretty fast. And even though like I, I, our stuff is all pushed down to a mono and then recreated as a stereo so that it's, you know, both channels of sound, but they should be identical. But that doesn't always, it's not always exactly how it works, so. Anyway, let's. Can I can I tell you? So I've got a couple podcasts that I listen to, mm-hmm. and a few of them are really top notch quality, right? Like they're they're fantastic. There's never any real issues. Uh, you know, Breaking Points is one of them. Super high production value, but these guys they have a show that makes good money. They make a lot of money off of YouTube. Uh, I mean, they've got. A ton of people listening to them. And so they have like really high, like they have fucking 4K cameras in their studio for nice. their YouTube stuff, like really professional outfit. And there's other stuff that I listen to. Like I listen to a magic podcast called Limited Resources. And it's a guy that lives up in Seattle that does it. And he, I mean, it's, he does it full time. Like that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple different podcasts and YouTube channels. Like he's got one that he does for watchmaking, but he's just a dude that, Decided to start doing magic content. He was working at like AT and T or something. But anyway, his stuff's always really high quality. The audio's fantastic. Um, the the cameras and stuff like that are great. And then there are other shows that I listen to. One in particular called uh, uh, Extra Time, which is a uh, uh, soccer podcast. That, uh, I've heard you mention that one before. That, that MLS soccer itself, Major League <laughs> Soccer itself, uh, owns and produces. And it is the shittiest fucking mix of sound quality. It is so garbage. There are times when it's so bad, I just can't listen. I just turn it off. Like, it, it's obscene to me how you can't make a better quality sound. It's not hard. Well, when we listen to the the show on, what is it? What's the station we listen to after the games? Oh, my God. ESPN. Fucking, you're a professional Theirs radio organization. Terrible. They still, like, I don't They're know. Like, throw it down for the interview and then sometimes it doesn't work and then they bring it back up or sometimes it's down there and then it's like feedback and then sometimes you can't hear and sometimes it's like rsl has been around for a while now and yeah holy shit us. they can't they can't fucking get their shit together a lot longer than us and our our nice little show i think we i think our little show sounds pretty good most of the time yeah, so I just it's just a pet peeve of mine. Um, Extra Time Radio, you won't listen to this, but get your shit together. <laughs> it's just like, I get it sometimes like when you do like a recorded interview or a remote interview, sometimes the sound quality is not the best and you just kind of, right. we've had that and you just try to make it as quality as possible. Well, when you're in a distillery or you're in a brewery or you're yeah. in some other place like that, you you try to you try to level out the sound as much as possible and sometimes... If you've got your gain turned way up, you're picking up tons of background noise because that's the only way you can hear the person. Those things happen. You can still clean them up. You can still make the volume. Like, I use a compressor. 
when we're done when we're done with our, our show as part of my editing process so that we all come out at the same level <laughs> so that that one person isn't louder than another person and we don't mix our tracks separately so it actually levels out the whole show as one but these guys and I don't know what they're using to record but sometimes you know you'll have one guy that's Super quiet. And you can barely hear. I've listened to this guy, podcast with him. It's horrible. The other guy just like <laughs> blows your speakers because he's clipping out audio. I like, shouldn't say I listen to him. A lot of times he listens to a podcast on. while we're driving down gotcha. somewhere and I'm reading. And so it'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, like it just comes blasting. And I'm like, what the hell? In and the same like, conversation, they've sorry. just clearly done zero sound leveling in it. Drives me batshit crazy. Sorry. That has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> it's just well, a, kind of does, I guess. Hopefully you guys like the audio quality that you hear in this podcast. I, I'd i say I work hard, but I don't really anymore because I've got it down to a well, science. Well, that's the thing. You worked hard. You got it all figured out. We have pretty decent equipment, so it's just... Well, it took a lot of research, and it it took a lot of research to figure out how, you know, for those that don't know how we're set up, the mics that we use are not like a radio studio mic. They are very specific directional mics. You have to talk right into them, and one of the reasons we do that is when we go out on location and we're in a noisy environment, we can manage to not pick up all the background noise by having specifically having uh you know mics that are directional uh and that that only work one way Bree is really distracting me right now <laughs> best example <laughs> halloween expo yeah halloween expo we, we got that for a couple of years and those that audio was pretty clean i mean yeah there was a little bit of background noise but no. tons of tons of interviews um and all of them pretty decent quality so yeah definitely uh definitely not that hard to do honestly if if i'm being frank so you can't be Frank or Chris, especially if you like had money and a budget. I know, right? It's <laughs> wild. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Utah. I'm going to stay on RSL since I already bitched about soccer. Um, RSL, uh, this isn't a bitch, by the way. I just want to throw the, this out there. So they had a big announcement to make um, that they had kind of promoted for the better part of a week leading into this last weekend. I don't know how game. I didn't notice it because I usually see their stuff. The big announcement was they have a new stadium sponsor. So it's no oh. longer Rio Tinto Stadium. It is America First Field now, which oh, wow. used to be their training field. And now that's like America First Training Field or something. So um, America First has both now. Mm-hmm. So America well, First good. has been a sponsor and a partner with Real Salt Lake since they started. You should have heard the babies whining about this name change, though. Well, okay. So one thing to keep in mind is it's been Rio Tinto Stadium since it opened. So it opened in 2009, I believe. Well, uh, and it's, I mean, I get it. It's cool. Rio Tinto Stadium, they were able to call it the Riot. It's been, yeah, we nicknamed it the Riot. Uh, we have it in our anthem that we sing that was fan created. That is, you know, something that not a lot of other teams have. Uh, Brian, Brandon Steinekert from uh, Rancid did it mm-hmm. local yeah and and uh so so i understand the the want to not get rid of the name but they've found a way to maintain it and calling the supporters groups the riot i don't fucking so know, i guess us as a as a fan base will be the, the riot. riot i don't know <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's not going to change. It'll still be the riot. It's, Sponsors it's come a sponsor. And go. Yeah, it's That's a sponsor. Just how it goes. Well, this one's going to be here for a while. So America First has a. It's a fifteen-year deal. Oh wow! Uh, and it looks like it's a. It's worth like five million or so a year. 
So, I mean, this is a lot of money for the team. Um, that's a that's a couple of designated players. That's for cool. Stadium sponsorship. So, and hopefully an updated sound system. Oh, Jesus, no shit. <laughs> and hopefully they don't bring back that girl that sang the anthem. <laughs> she was pretty bad. But they're, I mean, they're constantly <laughs> doing upgrades. They can't really overhaul the sound system, I don't think, until, until the season's, the season's over. over. I think they'll do that. And the standing, the the uh, south, the south end zone, the yeah. south, the south end where the supporters are, they're going to actually convert those into standing, a standing section. Oh. So like you see in Seattle and mm-hmm. so they'll have, it'll, it'll be a little bit more, more tiered, I think. And they'll put in rails and no seats. So there's a rail to keep you from like falling. At the, like but... at the baseball game at the bees. They've got that whole standing section, something similar. I'm guessing. I had no idea they had know. a standing section yeah. at the bees. Baseball's dumb. Huh? Are you <laughs> talking about the field, the lawn? Uh huh. Yeah, not like the lawn. Think of like a set of bleachers that goes straight up that you stand on. That instead of instead of it's a flat section, mm-hmm. but no. Seat. And, and there's ha- a bar. So in it front has of a you. bar in front of you, so about that you three don't feet high, over. so you can't fall over. So still sections, but standing. Yeah, but it's standing. Gotcha. So that's Since a, they stand anyway. It, it's basically tagged as GA, and you stand wherever you stand. And the supporter groups actually section it off themselves where they are. But that anyway, that's that's one of the upgrades that's supposedly coming in the off season, which is coming soon. There's only four games left of the regular season. We're coming down at the end, it's uh, actually fall, and it really sucks <laughs> that uh, RSL could not put up a def- definitive win against the worst, literally the worst team in the league. We eked out a nil-nil draw, which was just fucking... It kind of sucked, too, because their garbage. keeper's our old keeper, and he, he stood on his head and saved a bunch of crap. Oh, and I'll, I'll do one more plug, and then we can talk about fall. Um, and and I started watching this show, because um, it's Ryan Reynolds and um, Ryan McElhenney. Is it the one where they get... I've seen the previews. They, they get, bought the, the soccer team. Yeah, they buy the... I haven't seen it, but I've seen the previews for it. Is it pretty good? Uh, it's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, apparently I'm supposed to start watching it. But I started watching Call the Midwife again, so that's just not oh, going to happen. Heather loves that show. I, it, there's another Rob, season that came out. It's Rob McElhenney. So, yeah, I've seen the previews for it. So, yeah. So, I, I didn't really know what it was going to be. I didn't know if it was like a like a fake show. No, it's it's a reality show. It's essentially a docu-series following. So, Rob wanted to be involved. He found out about this team. Rob McElhenney is the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty well to do, but I have TV money. And TV money doesn't purchase a, a, a soccer team. So, this team... This team is one of the oldest teams in England. Uh, it's over 150 years old. It has the oldest stadium wow. in all of uh, oldest international sports stadium. So it's real. It's not England. just a TV show. Like they no, really it's, for real. It's real. One. So oh, this co- this club. So this show is called Welcome to Wrexham. The <clears> club is Wrexham FC, and uh, they're uh, there. So they're a soccer club. And in England, there's relegation. And so when you start in the Premier League, if you're in the Premier League, if you're in the bottom, I think it's well, two or three. Well, if you've seen. Um, What's that show that was just on with the soccer guy, the football guy that went over and played soccer? Ted Lasso. Yeah, if you watched Ted Lasso, they that team that got they got relegated, and then they got back in. That that's what Chris is so, talking about. But it, so in, in America, it's Major League Soccer, and there's some lower division teams, but the teams don't move from division to division. In Europe, they do, and so if you're in the first division, you know, in that case, it's it's so the Premier be League. more similar to like college. Pack ten, pack twelve, where you can know or no, no, no. Well, pack ten, pack twelve isn't. It's the same thing. Well, where they can change, where in college you can change 
divisions. No, that'd be like changing the league that you're in. Okay. Um, so the way it works is the bottom couple teams in each. And so you have the Premier League mm. and then the Champions League. And there's another one below that. And then the National League, which is where Wrexham is. The National League. So that's fourth division soccer in, in the UK is the lowest professional league. And so Wrexham has just slowly slipped all the way down into that bottom league. The thing is, like in the Premier League, you're getting, you know, it's that's the best league in the world uh, in terms of like where the average player makes and all that sort of stuff. So you're getting endorsements and money and all yeah, that tons jazz. of money, tons of uh, of jersey sales, lots of huge TV contracts. Uh, the champion uh, Champions League. So you have the Premiership, then you have the Champions League, which is below that. So whoever wins the Champions League or maybe the top two teams move up into the Premier League each year, and the bottom two from the Premier League move down. down. And the same thing with the league below the Champion League and the league below the So it's Premier League, Champion League, League One, League Two, which I think you're kind of combining together, then the National League, and then National National League North, National League South. So the National League is the fifth division, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So there's like there's six. There's one underneath there that's called National League North, National League South. Yeah, the the one below that is amateur. It's not paid. (laughs) It's not a paid league. That's the YMCA. Yeah, so I mean, but and they they have stadiums, they have ticket sales, and and so these clubs are beloved by their their hometowns and by certain fans, even if they're really shitty. Um, anyway, it's a cool story because it's you know he's like, hey, I need someone else that wants to do this with me. He's like, I I have TV money, I don't have movie star money, and so um, that's when he got hooked up. Uh, and uh, you know he and and. Uh, um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Fuck. I wanted to call him Rob Ryan for some reason. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds get together. They didn't know each other before this, apparently. Uh, and they make an offer and buy this team. And uh, it's a show about them trying to get this team out of the National League and, and promote it up uh, and actually turn this team around because it is a storied piece of, you know, English soccer history. And it's, you know, they have the oldest stadium in, in the land and just some cool, it's, it's a great show. It's actually a really good show because it's also pretty, it's interesting because it's pretty raw too. So like there's like an, it's like the first or the second episode and they're, you know, it's right after they bought the team. They're trying to finish out their season and make the playoffs. Uh, and this guy gets red carded and, there's like some raw footage of when he's back in the locker room by himself because that's what happens when you get a red card. You know? Yeah, you have to get off the field. You get off. You not just off the field. The you you have to go back to the locker yeah, room. You can't be out out anymore. You have to go down. And the you hall. get to see the the real life like raw footage of this guy just being like super pissed off at himself. When they, well, and then when they get red carded, they're just mad anyway. Sometimes they're mad at themselves. Sometimes they're mad. That it happened, but they, but they but realize like getting a red card is a big deal. You put your team down a man in a game like that. Yeah, game. yeah. So, well, and it's not that they're just done; they don't get to replace him. He's just gone. Yeah, that that position's open. So anyway, it's a really good show. Plus, you don't get to play the next two games. No, just one. One. It's a good game. show. Uh, I would encourage anyone to watch it. I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, so hopefully. Hopefully you guys like it. I don't know. It's just a recommendation for me. Uh, it is fall though, and um, finally, <laughs> it feels I think like today fall. is the very first day. Like I put this on because it was supposed to be a little bit warmer than it actually got, and had to put some socks it's and been stuff. Kind of cloudy. Oh, you're rainy. talking about what you put on clothes wise. I'm like, I put the note on there. It's supposed to rain every day for the next week. Yeah. I haven't seen any rain yet today. No, just blustery. Yeah. We, we we got a little bit in. I wouldn't even say it sprinkled. 
I don't think I'd say actual rain. Uh, maybe rain. it did here, and we just didn't notice it though, because technically, I mean, Chris is in the basement. He might not, not like, notice. Not like rain that you could notice, but it's definitely been much cooler. I think the high was only like seventy. I think it was seventy-two. Seventy-two something. So much cooler. Overcast. It's been nice. The chickens might actually start laying eggs again. Have they been stopped because it's it so says it's hot? sixty-eight and raining right now? Yeah. So when it's when the when it's super hot, we'll get four or five eggs a day. Is it? Versus, oh, yeah, I guess it did get up to, all the way up to 76 at one point. There you go. Yeah, it was like 74 this morning. <laughs> then it cooled off quite a bit. Uh, but we're supposed to rain all week, which I'm pretty happy about. Uh, I think maybe that will encourage me this weekend to go dig up my potatoes um, and see what oh, I have. So speaking of potatoes, we had a really good harvest. That's the only thing so far. This last weekend, we, we did a roast and I was like, oh, go see if we've got some potatoes and I'll dig up a... We did a roast, too. Woohoo! I, I dug up an area maybe three feet by four feet, and I got a huge basket full. So I've got plenty more to go, but uh, all red. I did all the red potatoes this year, so the uh, only thing that, like, turned out, but they're underground, so... <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go dig up all my potatoes, too, and see how many I get. And I think I'm just going to take a big shovel out there and just turn the whole area up. Bree just... Like swallowed Phoebe's fart, I think, with her mouth. <laughs> well, I had my water in my mouth, and so it's ex- I mean, I mostly exclusively breathe through my nose anyway. But oh, is this right? There's only one week left to vote for yep. City Weekly Best yep. of City Weekly Best of, and we, um, we, well, we, our, our our recording has been a little off because of being gone, so we haven't announced it very much. But I think we did announce it at the beginning. No, we haven't announced it at all. This is the first time we've talked I think about. We kind of talked a little bit, know, about but yeah, it, this but. is the last week, so. So when does it close? Uh, I think it's this weekend. So September nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, it. it's been going on for a month. We suck. Yep. So yeah, September nineteenth is when the, the the voting closes for best of. Um, go out and vote. Um, you have it's all write in stuff. You don't get like multiple choice. You're gonna write in for different categories. Um, you know, choose the businesses that you really like. Please choose local yeah, businesses. Yeah, try not to choose a chain. Don't fucking put chilies in there, <laughs> you pieces of shit. Which, if you do, they just won't award it. Yeah, they they typically won't. But uh, they take those votes and they go out and visit the visit the businesses and visit write articles. Visit the visitors. Yeah. Visit. They know the Kai is going to win for everything. I still haven't gone. Best wine, best snails, best peacocks, best parking lot. They best fine dining. Go to Franks. It's better. I wouldn't know because I haven't been to the one, but which, which we've won editor's choice twice. Yeah, they'll win again. Most, they won't. <laughs> I don't know if they'll give us another award. I don't really care. We've got a couple of them. Yeah, that's good couple. enough for me. We're happy. We're, we're, um, we're pleased. But that's, yeah, that's. And speaking of voting, our friend Sim Gill. Yep. So I saw his uh, email come through because uh, I'm on his mailing list. He's got his website set up, and if those of you who have listened to the show long. I remember last time he was running, he had a website up with all of his information, um, where to volunteer, how to help, all that kind of stuff. So votesim.com. So it's, it's his year again. He's up for reelection. Yeah. It's honestly, I think that we talked to him about this. One of the times we had him on the show, I don't like that the DA is something that's elected. I get it. And, and you know, his explanation was, was good. But I actually really dislike that the DA is an elected position. I think there's something separate that, that I wouldn't want it to have to change every time for someone to be appo- to appoint them. Well, it, only, it would only change when you have like a change in county leadership, like a mayor, mayoral change or whatever. There are some positions that don't make sense to be voted in, 
and there are some that really should be yeah, voted. The, the struggles that I have with like DA and sheriff in particular are, you know, when those are voted positions, and, I, and sheriff was voted because sheriff was kind of outside of other other things for a long time. But I feel like when you have to, when you have like a the the district attorney who is prosecuting criminals in the state uh, and going after criminals, also defending the county, just to be fair. But uh, you have that person and you have the sheriff. And if you're voting for those people, you know, you'd like to think that what you give someone donation wise doesn't have a sway in their job three years down the road. But it's really hard to say it doesn't when there's big money involved. So, but we love Sam. We would encourage you to go check out his website. Ask any questions that you want of him. He'll um, answer them. He's been a fantastic district attorney for the the Salt Lake County area. He's had some really shitty, tough cases that he's had to deal with and decide whether or not to charge if he could charge. Um, so, I, I would encourage uh, everyone to to vote for him when the ballots come out here in just a little while. And with all voting, one thing we've always talked about, read up on everybody. Like, take the time to research who he's running against, check out people's views. Don't necessarily just vote because people have an R or a D in front of them. Yeah, and on the judges, just go read the judge reviews. You should go read them because... um, They're great. There was one time... I voted against a judge. I think that they still got appointed because most people just vote yes. Chris has got a friend that votes for no on all of them. But um, there was one that I read and I'm like, ooh, this person, that's their their peers don't like them. They've had some controversial decisions. Like maybe they need to kind of get out of that and that people just. And we'll probably get more specific with some election stuff here in the next month or so, I would assume. Um, as we get closer mm-hmm. to uh, the ballots coming yeah, in. Yeah, we're always recording on, on uh, voting day because voting day is a Tuesday. So. Yeah, voting day is three weeks before that in the state. So we'll talk about we'll talk about it as it comes up here in the next few weeks, I'm sure. Um, we are a vote-by-mail state. We've been doing it for a long time. It works fantastic. <laughs> it's not rigged. And we're a very, very, very red state. Can I tell so, you how fucking I don't understand awesome is, how though? they can be like, oh, voting by mail is bad. If you've if you've never voted by mail and you've just gone to the polls, holy shit, just vote by mail. It's so, so much fucking nice. easier. You get it a couple weeks before, you've got a few you got about a week, give or take this. So you yeah, can do some. You research. can actually read what you, you can you know. sit down at your desk. You can maybe do a little bit at a time. You know, oh, I've got 10 minutes. Maybe I have time to look at, you know, whatever this category is. You're not or, standing there in line for hours on end. And then and then you're informed, too. So you can actually see, you know, in that school board seat that has two people and you've never fucking heard of either of them because you don't really campaign a lot in the school board. You can actually read and see if one of them is a bitch and she has an R next to her name and the other has a D and they're much nicer. You can go, oh, I still like the bitch better. Or but the at least it's informed. You can actually pull yes. up propositions. Whereas and, on the ballot, you have two sentences that tell you. Oh, what and you is. can't even fucking understand half of them on the ballots. So, but you can pull it up and you can see the arguments for and the arguments against and all that other stuff. And the, they have like... Like the the person who writes the bill argues for it, of course, and then somebody else argues against it, and then there's usually rebuttals. a couple rebuttals, so that you can actually see, you know, responses. some back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some responses. It's almost to the like arguments. watching a little discussion about it. It's it's nice to be able to have that time to actually look into things, and it's so important to vote mostly for local stuff. 
you know, I, I would love to tell you that if you live in the state of Utah, your vote for Senate and your vote for your House member uh, at the national level matters. But not really. Not really. I mean, maybe we'll see Evan McMullen upset Mike Lee because the Democrats aren't putting anyone forward and they're just trying to get everyone to vote for Evan um, and a, as a third party candidate because we just hate Mike Lee so much because he's a dipshit. But um, well, so we'll see. like we talked about last time, good, bad or otherwise, we completely overturned Riverton. Everything mayor. Yeah. Most of the council members. And it's Was had it a Riverton that did the cyber problem, though. What? Wasn't it Riverton? I sent you that article. That just, they just, somebody in your government just sent a bunch of money. Was no, it no, 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 no. That was Eagle, Eagle Mountain. Mountain. Uh, yeah. Eagle Mountain that had a, like, like one and a half, three million, million yeah. dollar cybercrime bill that they just paid. No questions asked. Well, I don't think it was one transaction. No, it was multiple. No. Yeah. Oh, it, I thought it was so, one. No, it was someone that had gotten in using phishing techniques, gotten into their email system and, uh, Pretended to be a vendor on an email chain. So if you don't know what phishing is, folks, they kind of interrupt the the email and it doesn't get to the person that, that it was intended for, and you they start responding as that person. That's, that's not technically what, no, well. Phishing is when you pretend to be someone that you're not, or you send emails that try to get information from a user. So, from my experience, what ha- what normally happens with cases like this is someone gets into your email. And they start monitoring it. And if they see something interesting that they can um, take advantage of, they interrupt that email stream. And so uh, someone, you know, Jeremy sends an invoice to, you know, so-and-so home builder. And then instead of, and when the home builder emails back and says, hey, we'd like to be able to pay this online. Jeremy doesn't see it, but the hacker does. And the hacker pretends he's Jeremy and says, oh, here's my routing information. Just send the money here. And then a couple of weeks later, Jeremy's like, hey, I never got that deposit. And they're like, no, we have a receipt. And it's not Jeremy's account. Yeah. What happened with uh, Eagle Mountain, since we're way off topic here, <laughs> <laughs> what happened with Eagle Mountain is it was very similar to that. But basically, someone had emailed in pretending to be a vendor. Uh, established essentially a relationship and was sending invoices. Oh, wow. And getting paid into an account that they weren't doing a damn thing. They were so just. So they hadn't paid. interrupted anything. I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't exactly it. know how they. I mean, they're not giving full details, but essentially, from the the couple stories that I read, they managed to get paid over the series of months with because. In city government, once you have an ACH account established yeah. and a payment track with a vendor, they just fucking pay it. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like happened is they managed to get their bank account information set up, whether it was for something that they were sending or someone else's services that they had like switched the accounts on. Cause this has also happened where someone calls in or someone sends an email and they're like, Oh, Hey, we need to change our account. And they send a new account number and fucking people in finance that don't pay attention just change the account. And now all the money goes to the other account. And that's what it sounds like happened is something along those lines. Kind of like catfishing, only much more profitable. So, um, like every time. It's nothing like catfishing, Jeremy. (laughs) Jesus. When I was working with the horrible insured, um, when they would close the stuff, the banks, the lenders will often wire transfer the money and they want our wire transfer information. And so I send it, but I always get a call the day that they're going to do it. And they call me and they say, can you please confirm your wire transfer information? They don't read it to me. And I say, yeah, that's it. They say, what is it? And then I tell them and they confirm it against what I sent before they sent. That's 
technically how you're always supposed to make any kind of a transfer like that. Don't transfer gift card numbers to someone. (laughs) If your boss emails you late on Friday night and it's like, I need five $100 gift cards. That right there is phishing. That has happened to my insurance. Yeah, that's happened to people I've worked with. And people we know. Yes. Yes. Uh, Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, Be smarter. Anyway, um, I don't even know what we were talking about that we got onto that. We're talking but, about uh, voting. Um, <laughs> October about Fest. Riverton's it's, changing. Yeah, it's September. Yeah, so you, your local elections do matter. Those do. Riverton switched everyone out, and I think for the better, because the, the city's had a tremendous turnaround well, over the last few Trent years. Skaggs and yeah, he's, been he's great. done a damn good job. He was on the show, and I, I'm actually really impressed with some of the stuff that these those guys have done over there. Um Oktoberfest is in full swing. I know it's September, but, um, you know, Snowbird's got their gig going on every week, and other places have events for a weekend sometimes, so keep your eyes out. Um, we'll have a full list of haunted houses for you next week uh, around the valley so that you can go hit up a haunt uh, early in the season is our recommendation. And then I just, we haven't talked about them in a while. I would remind everyone, farmer's markets um, right now is the best time yep. to get any food. And I think most of them are going to kind of be wrapping up here soon and then switching yeah, over to the fall they, stuff. Typically, they run through about the first, maybe second weekend of October, uh-huh. and but, then that's kind of it. But so. this is harvest time. Everything's in season. All the squashes, your apples, your pears, uh, some of your early summer fruit. You won't find cherries, for example, because they're gone. You know, some of your berries won't be available because they're they're all you know midsummer. Our apple tree so heavy; the branches look like they're going to break. We went, we had to go thin it out. So. Yeah. That's good because last year we had zero. Yeah, yeah, they're all tiny though, right? They're not that big, but for like canning and making applesauce, which is what, mostly what you do with them. Yeah, because they're they're okay to eat, but we we do stuff with them. Heather yeah, it's like the apple pie filling and all that kind of stuff. So they're perfect for that stuff. Yeah, so go to your farmers markets. Get you know, eat local, eat fresh. Um, you know, that's our slogan now: eat local, <laughs> eat, eat fresh. Local, eat fresh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, go to the farmer's market. So I think um, there's always good stuff there. Um, you know, like I said, this time of year, you're going to get a better deal there on groceries than you will anywhere else, and period. It's, and it's fresh. It hasn't been in the warehouse for 40 days. Nope. It came out of the ground usually that morning or the night before. Like, it's super fresh um, and uh, a really good deal. You, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how much cheaper it actually is to get food at the farmer's market than it is at any grocery store. It's it's wild. All right, this week we have uh, Jeannie Ashcraft joining us, and uh, oh, it's okay. So we'll get to your company. I don't know what the name of it is. It just says owns a cleaning company. <laughs> All the little details. All the little oh, details. That's awesome. I yeah. like that. I got to write I, this down. It took me a while to come up with that. It took me years, and then I was like, somebody said something to me about how. I'm the only cleaner they've ever had that takes care of all the little details that they don't ever get taken care of. And I'm like, like what? And she was just like, like you get in the little grooves. And she said, you take a tad bit longer than my other cleaner, but I like it because it's more clean. So, Well, that's a pretty good compliment for a clean service. So anyway, what I was going to say is um, apparently we've sort of known Jeannie for a long time. (laughs) So when I saw your name, um, just like in prep for the show uh, last, I think it was last week, I'm like, 
Why does that name look so familiar? <laughs> to I don't know me? why you didn't see it when I put it on the calendar and think that. And so I did what every normal human does, and I looked you up on Facebook, and I'm like, okay, now the face looks really damn familiar to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's because you hung out with me before. Yeah, and so and then uh, I'm like, I swear to God, I know her from somewhere, and then I saw you were Jeremy and Julia's friend. And I'm like, all right, who the hell is she? Because I know that I've seen her before. I know I remember her from somewhere. And Jeremy's like, oh, she's been to a couple of our, our parties, like, early mm-hmm. on in the the early days. Of and the, I brought up the infamous party. Oh, the infamous throw-up party. The, those young girls brought all the Jaeger and stuff. Oh, my gosh. To Joe's party. To Joe's party. <gasps> Don't you remember? You were there. Oh, my gosh. And they were throwing up all over her room, yeah, bedroom. You remember, that, yeah. you remember that infamous party? We pa- actually were talking. I was talking to Brandy about that the other day. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was a bad why, party. That infamous. Yeah, there were these, oh, at the at the shower. I well, think that, we wasn't the Chris's birthday party or I something? Think so it was a surprise party. I think yes, so. Joe's. It was. It was but Chris's these, birthday. These young girls that like nobody knew Just showed show up, up get all, rip roaring drunk. Already, yeah, already drunk, and then they're like, "We brought Jaeger, we brought Jaeger." So they're doing Jaeger shots, and none of us realized they were amateurs and and big time. We're all we're all in our thirties. Like this is not. Best timing you, for my uh, panic attack. I wasn't there. Yeah. Left. So, like, we're all seasoned, like, drinkers and party-goers, and these girls were clearly not. No. And, oh, man. I don't know. Me. How do you just throw up over on somebody's bed? It was bad. Anyway, when I brought that up, Chris <laughs> is like, oh, yeah. But that I, I probably remember her as well from the parties but at your house, the, the first the, the first two ugly sweater parties, I believe. Yes. You were at the I, first two sweater parties. Were they at the zombie prom? Zombie Can prom. Zombie prom, yeah. yeah. Zombie yeah. prom yeah. So is way, epic. Way back, way back. Long time ago. But then... And we'll get into, well, not too much into it, but then you got divorced, ended up moving, things kind of mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So, but, but yes, yeah, so once upon a time, a long time ago, we were in the same friend group for a short time. So, yeah, I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I think as you were as, leaving as we were As soon in. as Jeremy said that, I was like, oh, that's where I know her from. <laughs> okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Now I remember. Um, so anyway, um, first real question for you uh, is, when is your birthday? When were you born? I was born October 13th, 1974. Mm-hmm. Oh, October 13th. You didn't have to give the year. I'm not afraid That's to right. give my year. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm so it's middle of January. I'm owning it. Middle of January, after the holidays. Your parents were a little bored. Guess so. Something. I was an accident. Oh, so you were an accident. Yes. They my were definitely like just bored then. Yeah. my No, my dad was a trucker and <laughs> he came into town. Mother trucker. He got, he got snippy snippied, but he didn't get rid of the swimmers first. So I guess oh. that's how I happened. And he's blamed me. He's jokingly blamed me on the Wait, milkman. You have to get rid of the swimmers before you get snipped? No, you get snipped and then you have to get rid of the existing swimmers. Yeah. Okay. That are, there's there's like a period oh. of time where you're still. So fertile. he got snip snip and went straight home and, and well, probably thing, not straight I home. I mean, I'm guessing no. it's a couple days past before you're ready to. <laughs> you perform. never, never, never know. But yeah, it probably can't. Well, yeah. if he's a truck driver, he had to get back on the road. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't imagine after a vasectomy that you're jumping right back on that no, horse no. within a day or two. That's uh, probably not. This is just the story I was told, yeah. and then I've been told that I was the milkman's kid my whole life. And yeah. my dad made sure to That's let some... me know that wasn't true when my mom passed. He said, I want you to know. That. <laughs> I want you to know that even though I was an asshole your whole life saying you're not my kid, you're actually much. my kid. He's like, I want you to know. I'm like, Dad, I, I know. And he's like... I, 
I just want you to know I do claim you. And I'm like, yeah, well, DNA results kind of <laughs> confirmed that. So thank you, 23andMe and Ancestry.com. We do know that we're related. Yes. yes. Isn't that amazing? Like we talk about it frequently because of because of Miss Bree over here. But uh the, the DNA stuff is just absolutely amazing that we can spit in a little tube and find out who's our... I told you Julia to did it, right? No. And it told her everything she already knew, so she was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> she probably... I, I, why did she... It's like my mom. My mom know. did it, and I was like, Mom, you know back to, like, the history of man, our relatives. She did it, and she's like, yeah, it's just everything that you already told me. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't know nearly enough about our family and we wanted to know more about our lineage because my mother was adopted so we knew oh, nothing see, that's a it was a closed valid. adoption we knew nothing about her health history and she passed away at 63 and so we're like oh, we wow, really want to yeah. know what's going oh, yeah. on that's what kind of markers you have mm-hmm. that's like sure. 23 and me i think is best for that but ancestry is best for lineage so if you want to know about your family history mm-hmm. ancestry if you want to know like if you have the DNA markers for certain diseases or allergies or whatever. It's 23andMe. Because yeah. I'm on both. Yes. And my sister did one. Um, my two sisters did the Ancestry.com and I did 23andMe. So we mixed it up a little bit and we got information from both ends. But it's strange because some markers are in mine and not theirs and yeah. vice versa. And <laughs> it's Welcome so to strange. genes. When you have yeah. a sperm and an egg, they're carrying a whole bunch of different sets of DNA that, well, they're carrying one half set each but all the other eggs have other various combinations and the same with the mm-hmm. millions of sperm holy shit guys really fuck up the equation because <laughs> we need the, uh, the uh, yeah the woman gets an egg a month we get 10 million sperm a day well, we're born with everything with we the have. hopes that something actually yeah we works. just and ours get dumber i swear to god the older <laughs> they get they're like you know, well, typically you look at siblings, and it's not always the case, but the older kids seem to be the smarter ones, and as it goes down the road, it's kind of watered get, down. I, older, guess that's, I guess that's why I just had the two. That way they're both... Yeah, older <laughs> eggs, you know, older man sperm. Like, <laughs> old it's sperm. Got a, the expiration date's coming up. The my favorite, if used my by... Favorite Does egg, sperm have an expiration date? My favorite egg thing is that... So women are born with the eggs that they have. So technically, when you are carrying your baby, you're also carrying your grandchildren. That's trippy. Oh, that's so strange to think about. But, I just became uh, a grandma for the first time. So uh, yeah. So if you fir- carried a girl, There's you no, carried your own grandchildren. But don't you only become a grandma once? No. You can oh. have more grandchildren. No. You get to be a grandma again and again and again and again. If they, make I don't think babies. you become a grandma three times. Well, though. I don't become a grandma. I just. I'm a yeah, you became grandma, a grandma to a new grandbaby, yeah. I guess. But you, you became so a you're grandma, already a grandma. I became one about two months ago. Yeah, see, so she became one a grandma for the I first got, time. I got a month and a half, and I'm grandpa. That's true. It's trippy. I'm pretty sure that's never going to happen to me. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Just because you told your kids not to have grandkids. I didn't tell them not to. Doesn't mean they won't. You never know. We just just don't do what every other fucking person they ever talk to in their life does, which is when they say, I'm not going to have kids. They go, you don't know. You're still young. You don't know what will happen. I don't say that. I said she doesn't want kids. I'm like, good choice. (laughs) But like, (laughs) seriously, Cassie and Sean, like they'll talk like, like their grandmother. She's like, well, you don't know, yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen in five to ten That's years. That's because my mom wanted a million kids and she got me, and then she thought I would have a million kids and she got two. Bree. And she's like, 
Disappointment abounds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then the two that I have are like, yeah, that looks hard. Tell her she can have your, your nine brothers and sisters. Okay. There you go. So we should get back to Jeannie. <laughs> Where were you born, Jeannie? Where was I born? Where I was, were you born? I was born in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. And when did you make your way down to Utah? Well, I migrated when I was about three, when my parents did their partying. Um, I migrated to the Bay Area, and I grew up in the Bay Area. Okay. And I moved here in high school and started living with my father. Where, so... Bay Area yeah. to like where in Utah? Which um, bay? Like San Francisco Bay Area? San Francisco. Okay, the right. only Bay Area. There's, there's only think, one bay. What other Bay Area would she be talking about, Jeremy? Yeah. Is that like Old Bay? That's a spice. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Maybe like the Bay in Nantucket. Oh, that is Bay. <laughs> when some, when someone in the United States says the Bay Area, it's they mean the San, San Francisco, Francisco bay. bay. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's like if somebody said they're from Beantown and you're like, are you from Mexico? From Beantown, Beantown, like it could be. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, but from from the Bay Area to to where in Utah? We well, I moved to West Valley. Okay, to so to the with. Salt Lake Valley. Best area. Valley. So how was? I'm actually kind of curious. So you go from being in high school in the Bay Area to being in high school in Utah. Oh my gosh, what a transition that was! <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a serious difference, right? Yeah. So take away all of the friends you've known for all these years. Take away all of that, and, and then the sunshine. And it, and the not freezing temperatures and the not extremely hot temperatures. You don't have. You just kind of have this medium that kind of never too hot. It got a too little cold. little yeah. cold in the winter. Little, yeah, yeah. It rained more summer. or yeah. whatever, you know. But then you moved to Utah, and I didn't really appreciate Utah and all of what it had to offer until I was well into my adult. Yeah, years. you were probably just pissed that you had to move out of the Bay Area. I I was I was upset about being away from my friends. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was kind of like, okay, new thing, whatever. I can make friends anywhere. So I, I just adjusted. So is that how you and Jeremy met? Um, we met because he was friends with one of my neighbors oh. that I was yeah, friends with. Yeah, we didn't with. meet in high school. But what high school I just did you go to? I went to Granite. Granite. Yeah. So when we were Granger. Yeah. But we would have been about at the same. Yep. I graduated in 92. And I think you said you graduated the same year or year 94. after. Okay. I graduated in 93 with Heather. Okay. But well, we're all in that same. Yep. In the same realm. Realm. Yep. Not Chris, though. He's mm-hmm. a baby. Oh, he's a baby. He's the baby. Yeah, I'm oh. I'm a bit younger. I also went to school in Wyoming, so mm. I know more than anyone that graduated from Utah. And Okay. <laughs> I was going to say you admit that out loud. Well, <laughs> I, mean, well, I grew up in a, I, I talked about this on the air a little bit, I grew up in a very affluent public school system because we had... There's nothing. There's twelve thousand people and nothing but mines that feed the economy. So that mine money. We had. He was poor, but he went to a rich school. I was school. poor as shit. But my high school had like sixteen computer labs when I graduated in the nineties. So like I came to the University of Utah. And I'm like, the engineering computers are worse than our library computers in high school were. <laughs> so I was very fortunate in that regard. So so when you moved here, did your siblings come with you? Did they kind of split up? Well, I lived in California with my mom and my sister, Michelle. And when I moved here, we would come here for the summer, and I just basically stayed after summer. Oh, gotcha. And um, I moved here. Well, I lived here with my dad and my brother, who had also lived partially in the Bay Area Mm -hmm. with us. But me and my sister, Michelle, grew up together, and then my other two siblings 
I spent more time with when I got here. My oldest being eight years older, she was graduated and out of the house before mm. I even moved in. So. Gotcha. Did she buy you booze when you were in high school? No, no. She wasn't one of those cool oh, sisters. sister, man. You need a better <laughs> sister. No. So, no, my stepsister maybe, but not my sister. To graduate from Granite, then what? Um, then I dove right into getting married and having children and, um, the typical Utah thing. Yes. You, you know, even though I wasn't raised here, I, I ate the green jello enough that hey, I, you went to high school here. That's yeah. close enough. And to in West raised, Valley. So, yeah. So I, I got married, um, a year out of high school, had my daughter a year later and she's the 28 year old that just had my first grandbaby. That's mm, exciting. 28. Yeah. And you had babies young. I did. I had a baby way too young. But <laughs> I don't regret it because, you know, you bounce back a lot quicker when you're younger and, and like you now, have the energy. Yeah, well, and now that I'm, like, older and I have money, like, I can enjoy it. When you're young, like, you have that youthfulness, I guess, but you don't really have a lot of money. Yeah. But now, like, I have money to go on trips and stuff, and I don't have, I just, my kids have been gone forever. Yep. They've been gone for like four years. Well, Sean's been, yeah, I guess, but like it, like <laughs> four MD years is a while. Oh, yeah. it's fucking fantastic! It's so amazing. <laughs> We're getting close. Yeah, no, 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 you're not. You're having a grandkid close to home. You're not getting close, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. You can love them and spoil them and send it's them back. It's true. It's true. But you're not getting close. Hannah's not leaving for at least four years. Oh, uh, and when does Jonathan graduate? <laughs> He's another four years out too, isn't he? Three years. Yeah. So you got three to four more years if no one else has babies before your house. And by is... then I'm like near a decade out. And of also, not having kids. let me point out that while your oldest, who's not on the show today, but while your oldest does not live at your house, she's there every fucking time I come by. Stella. They're all there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but they're gone enough that I can travel and yeah. we can go places. Well, and you can travel because you don't have to worry about taking care and of them. we don't have little yeah. ones at home anymore. And yeah. you have kids that can come home and feed the chickens for you and stuff, and right? take care of the dogs and all that nice. jazz. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, it's even, honestly, it's even uh, improved a lot from, what, three years ago when we went to Alaska? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because, well, Maya... Was, in, was a senior, but she was never there. And so. she was also the hated child amongst the siblings. At the time, yeah. And, and then Hannah and jo- Jonathan were still in grade school, so we did have to have, like... Oh, and that's when Heather's mom was watching Supervision. That yeah. And little, <laughs> it went a little awry, but there, we don't have to worry about there that were some, There were some... I, I just remember well, back I remember, in those like, days... Cause John and Jody had Allie and Truman at home and her mom and her watching. Mom, and it was that kind was, of the same story. Yeah. And every time you guys got on their phone with your kids, I was like, hey... Yeah, I don't have to talk. I haven't <laughs> talked to my kids once in, in a week, and you guys talk to them like every other hour. <laughs> so, hey, doesn't on you, I it's, guess. I'm just saying it gets better. That you don't have to talk to them all the time anymore. So, <laughs> although I snap my kids every day, so yeah, I guess technically I talk to them, chat with them. So you 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 grow up, you have kids. How many kids you have? I have three children. Three? Yes. I have a 28-year-old daughter, a 25-year-old son, and a 17-year-old son. They're all... So oh, no. You still have one at home. still have one left, sort of, but not sorta, really. Sort of, sort of. Not so one more year in school? Yeah. He's he's a senior, so yeah, he'll be so graduating. not there very often. Yeah. He works. And, That's... Um, yeah, plans on continuing to do so. No, oh, there you go. You just boot him out. Mm-hmm. Get out. So, Ooh. during all of that time... <laughs> What did you do? Because I know being a mom, being home is super important, but you get to the point where your kids start to grow up and what did you start to, what did you start to do? Because you weren't always just a stay at home mom. No. I don't mean just um, a stay at home. I worked, you did other I worked full time up until I had Tyler, like up until shortly before I had Tyler. And that was because mm, I was, I like to, 
push my babies out a little too early. I guess my body doesn't want to keep them in their full term. So I started going into labor 10 weeks early. And then, you know, he ended up luckily being, he, he was waiting long enough to let me have him more full term. So, um, it took a a helicopter ride to the hospital and some other fun stuff in it, but, Oh man, geez. Um, but yeah, the, the kids thing, I wasn't able to be a stay home mom until he was born and his father, my ex-husband, you know, was supportive enough to let me stay home and take care of him. So I got to be a mom for quite a few years and then, yeah, I, this kind of, this job kind of just landed in my lap. So. That's where I ran with it. So how how does owning your own cleaning business land in your lap? That's a well. One of my neighbor friends just said my housekeeping lady just moved and I'm dying. I need a new housekeeper. And she was somebody who always came to my house and said, "Oh my gosh, your house is so clean." And I just messaged her and said, "Hey, I'll come clean your house for you." And it just worked out that a bunch of other people saw that message and said, "Hey." message me on how much you charge because they wanted to hire somebody too and it just snowballed from there i so, want to hire somebody but i can't afford <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say that a lot of people i want to uh so so you start just kind of working with neighbors and word of mouth and mm-hmm. uh, at what point do you decide to actually make it a business instead of just you know, well, di- divorce will do things like that for you. Um, <laughs> you kind of have to make more of a living than a part-time random thing. So it was once every couple weeks and then it was, you know, like multiple clients were coming in and it just became a full-time thing. After my divorce, I needed to be working full-time to support myself and my son. So yeah, pay, pay the bills, pay the house payment and all that. So it, it worked out very well and I've just, um, tweaked it and fine-tuned it over the years, I guess. And, it, you know, it's not for everybody. I'm not for everyone. Some people like different kind of cleaning. It's just we if you find a good mix, you keep with it. And if you don't, then you find somebody new. Is it still just you or do you have other staff now that work I've, for you as well? I've tried that. It doesn't work so great. <laughs> I always end up losing money when I do that. So I just... I, I, and I don't like to put my name on something that I'm not actually doing. So I have a really hard time hiring somebody knowing they're not going to give the quality I give. So I just, I've stayed away from so that. So we always just kind of a clean freak or did it evolve or? Yeah. I mean, I've always loved to clean. I was the kid that, um, would clean the house to make my mom happy when she got home from work. So I was always kind of weird. <laughs> I used to, I used to anger clean when, when I was with my first husband. So when I was like depressed and mad, I didn't just sit around like I would be on the floor with the toothbrush. So I always tell Chris, you know how much cleaner our house could be if you were, if she was <laughs> shitty sometimes? <laughs> if you were a jackass? Yeah, sometimes you I, just like you, got me all so, pissed off. And you I'd just, anger iron and text me. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to, <laughs> it, late at night when the kids were in bed and stuff, I'd get the iron all set up and I'd be mad and I couldn't sleep and... And he's a late night person. He'd be up late working, working or whatever. We'd see that we were both awake and I'd be ironing and watching TV and have my computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me not ironing so much. Ironing's not my favorite cleaning job. I used to love ironing and then, um, Chris came along and he has lots more dress clothes than my ex-husband. My ex-husband had a uniform that they washed for him oh. and pressed. So I just had to iron his Sunday clothes because he's a uh, card-carrying, garment-wearing Mormon. Ooh. And uh, 
Chris had to wear dress clothes every single day to work. And so then it was not one pair of pants and one shirt or a couple. If I put it off for a week, it was, you know, five, 10, mm. 15. I was like, I hate this. So he finally was like, I'll just, I'll, I'll, get, I'll just it get it done. <laughs> he sends it out. And honestly, it's, it's one of those things where I feel guilty about it and love it all at the same time. I just oh, yeah. have my stuff dry cleaned. Yeah. Cause That's it's just easier and it's really not that expensive no. to take well, stuff to Also, you, you only have a couple things that you need to get I mean, dry Chris cleaned. at least has three outfits every week, but it could be more. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing professional dress every day. I go into the office. So, and at the time I went into the office and I was wearing my stuff and my stuff had to be pressed and I was just like, this is. No. Oh, this it's is too much. Horrible. That's not a job I want to sign up for. I'm no. not a big ironer. I, no. I love to do all. I love to organize. I love to clean and reorganize and reorganize Me again. Too. I'm oh, kind I of love stuff. to reorganize. I just do that constantly. Sometimes I just tell Chris, I need to organize something. Yeah. What's messed? I just get the pantry and reorganize it or I get a clothing drawer and fold everything again so it's it all so nice. Much. I like to do the linen closet. Oh, yeah. She likes love to it. do the fucking kitchen and she doesn't even operate in there. No, but I organize it better than you. It drives me nuts. Like, I'll go in there, and I'm like, where the fuck are the things that I need? Because they're not where they belong. I moved his Instant Pot because he bought a whole stack of That's a Bowls. And I'm like, they don't fit. I need to move your your Instant, your instant Pot. What's a That's a Bowl? We'll, I'll have to we'll show, show you. you. Awesome. It's a Tupperware Bowl that's amazing. That's a Bowl. It, yep. Heard of that. That's so a Bowl. Whoa. So what kinds of services <laughs> do you offer? <laughs> Well, cleaning services. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> so there's a there's a gambit, right? Like, what I mean, what would you tell someone that is thinking about having someone come and clean their house? Because there's a lot of people that like they're gonna have someone clean their house. So they clean their house before they get there. Oh, That's most me. people do. That's most people fucking weird. No, it's it's you shouldn't clean it before I come, but you should tidy it yeah. because you why? should pick your shit up. Like, well, she yeah. shouldn't have to pick up your dirty underwear, people. Well, you know, and frankly, it takes me time. And if you want to pay me to clean up your mess in that form, you want to pay me to pick up your kids' clothes or your clothes off the floor, then feel free. But if you want me to get in there and clean, then make your kids pick up their own stuff, which, hey, that's what I vote for, and pick up your own stuff. Again, I vote for everybody cleaning up. Chances are, if you don't pick your own stuff up, your kids didn't pick yeah. their stuff. <laughs> and a lot of learning. a lot of clean freak moms have complete slob children because they do everything for them. And I I realized I was kind of creating that monster with my kids because I would always go in and clean up after them, and they would clean, and then I would clean again. And then I read that actually. Is the worst way you can do because it because it de-incentivizes cleaning in the first place. Yes, funny it, how you say that. And our house is always clean, and you've seen Julia's apartment. Yes, <laughs> she does I, not clean. And I'm sorry, my children are vastly different than me in cleaning. And I taught Tyler how to clean. Like I taught him how to clean my way, but he he's all about taking shortcuts when it's his job because he knows I'll go back and clean it again. And so, you know, I have to say, oh no. That's really not quality enough. You really need to work on behind the toilet, like where you can actually see stuff on the floor right now. <laughs> that puddle that has turned like into a yellow stain, that's your pee behind the toilet. Yeah, that, do- that doesn't happen. Like, no. he's He was the one with the Cheerios in the toilet to learn how to aim. He learned how to aim. That was not the problem. <laughs> my my oldest daughter was super messy in college. Like, oh my gosh. So horror stories that we've told people on there, but... Now that she's had her own apartment for a while 
and her boyfriend lives with her now and stuff. Like she's like, yep, we make sure that we do the dishes every night after we make dinner before we go to bed so that we don't have to get up to a messy kitchen. Mm -hmm. And like when you go over to visit her, you can tell she didn't just clean because you were coming over. Mm -hmm. Like she may have cleaned before you came over, but she didn't just clean because you were coming over. And that's, that's my house. Like at any time I feel like people can come to my house and I'm not embarrassed about how Mm -hmm. my home looks. Mm -hmm. I don't ever say, Oh my gosh, it's such a mess because it's almost never untidy because I do do that every day. I, I make the habits of making my bed and picking up and clothes always go in the laundry. You know, I don't throw them across the back of a chair or something. I put stuff away. When I use stuff, I put it away. You get the toaster. Don't put it down. Put it away. Exactly. Sometimes I tell my, I hear my, I hear that in my head and I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) Cause there are some days that I don't feel like that. But I tell my youngest daughter that don't put it down, put it away. Mm -hmm. She just looks at me. Brie hates it because, like, I'll make dinner. Uh, like, on the weekend, I'll make dinner, and we'll go sit down to, like, watch TV together. And within an hour or so of having eaten dinner and set the plates back in the kitchen, I'm like, I I have to clean if up. If you said, I need to clean up, and we paused the movie and then went and cleaned up the kitchen, that would be one thing. But I'll be sitting there, and then I think that you've gotten up to get chips or to put something away. And then I can hear the dishes, and I'm down <laughs> here watching TV by myself. I can't. I, I might it. be guilty of that. I cannot do it. I have to clean it so up. So I'll it say, can I pause this? Can I come and help you clean up? So yeah, I, I'm okay. very guilty of that. I, I just clean while I'm cooking. Yeah, me too. And then when dinner's over, like I'm, I'm cleaning as I'm putting it on plates and stuff. Like I'm cleaning stuff up, and then I, I don't know. Usually. My my man loves to pick up the slack. He likes to cook a lot of the time, and he likes to clean. He he's a great helper. So yeah, so does mine. But he's really bad at cleaning off the stove and washing out the sink. Oh, and he doesn't think the outsides of bowls get dirty. Oh, <laughs> they get they get dirty. They just don't wash off very easily. So <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you go to clean someone's house, is it like, hey, here's different levels? Because, you know, like we have a pretty clean house most of the time, uh, but there's certainly things that we don't do all the time. I don't dust the top of my doors. I don't dust. I do. I, I don't dust like the bookshelf in my office doesn't get dusted very yeah, often. Yeah, because I don't like to touch your um, stuff. And, <laughs> you know, like the top of our kitchen cabinets, for example. Yeah, that's, that's like a quarterly thing. Yeah. That's like a, people don't even do it that often, really. Yeah. Um, like move out, move in, cleans. That's the kind of stuff you end up doing is that I've luckily played with quite a few different cleaners and know what does and doesn't work up there. But that grease from the kitchen blended with dust and it's like impossible to get off. Sometimes you need a, like a razor blade to get it off. Oh, on clean talk, they do that. So we were talking about that (laughs) on clean talk. They show like different products. There's like this lady that's actually made a deal with scrub daddy and something else. And now she's, it was able to like buy a house and stuff, but yeah, she'll like show different things like that. But I actually put, I call it corrugated plastic. It's that stuff that political signs are made out of. Oh. My ex-husband works in the signage business and he brought some over. I don't even know why, but we have a ton of it. And I actually cut it out so I can pull it up and then I put it in the sink and I wash it. That's so And then I put it back down. Well, hey, that's that's a way to get around the problem. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't think that shelf liners are also a great idea that nobody thinks to put them on the top of their cabinets. But But that is the grossest place in a house. If you ask me, it's worse than a bathroom. 
There was one time when I didn't realize it had happened because I had repainted our ceilings. And so before I think our ceilings were just a different color. And I was like, oh my God, there's greasy. Like, (laughs) and so I'm like, like this. And Chris is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, the ceiling is dirty. You don't ever imagine that the ceiling is going to have things on it. You don't look up there to see if there's dirt because you just don't stop looking at the ceiling. But there's nothing, but it makes sense. But like you don't, (laughs) yes, things do the, the the steam and the whatever and the The grease. It's the grease. The and kitchen it, like, is the grease. It hangs out in the air and it attaches to the cabinet above it mostly or right next to it and especially lands on that And gets fuzzy. It well, is and gross. It's, it's because the dust that fuzzy lands grease. up there, the dust that lands up there gets into the grease and it's no longer just dust. Like it's when you get dust, dust on top of something, you can just, it's gone with your finger. Mm-hmm. But when it's grease, it's a whole yeah. different ball of wax. Yeah, well... I will say, I don't get paid for it, but I will say this stuff called Cred Cutter is the bomb. That is the best cleaner for that garbage that you ever need. Cred Cutter. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. But so you don't tip, you're not typically doing that sort of cleaning Mm -hmm. when you're just doing a regular like maid service type. Like today I did a move out clean. That's the kind of stuff I was doing. I was cleaning out cabinets that they were, you know, the house is. 50 years old or 40 years old and, you know, stuff. So for Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. I, had Jeannie come and deep clean our kitchen. Mm-hmm. So she deep cleaned the stove, the microwave, the Counter, toaster oven. The walls behind. Counter's walls. And everything. You were there for probably four, five hours. Doing a bunch of deep cleaning. The cabinets, the the walls, like the back of like, the backsplashes. You the know. stove looked brand new. I mean, like it looked it, the, the oven, the oven is a long job. I hate like, the oven. Me. I never clean it. Well, I clean it. Every time I use it, I wipe it out. Like every time. And if I, if there's a spill, I wait until it's cooled off mm-hmm. enough and I get a, an old sponge and I scrub it off. He, every so time. he's the cook. I don't cook at all. So I don't know if anything spills until <laughs> we turn on the oven the next time and, <laughs> and then it's it too burnt. late mm-hmm. and then it's too hot and then I can't clean I'm it. I'm telling so. you that was not, that was from the daughter because there was nothing spilled in there before and she was here. <laughs> but those are the things that most people don't have time for. Mm-hmm. Don't think about, but need to be done. And it's like, when do I have three hours to work on? Yeah. And sometimes people just hire me for jobs like that. Other times people want normal life cleaning. They say, hey, you know, I can tidy up, but I don't clean clean. And those are the people who hire me for regular cleanings. Come and do all bi-weekly, the Bi-weekly, once a dusting. month or even quarterly, you know, come and do the deep stuff. I can wipe my tub out, but will you scrub it? Because I don't scrub it. You know, that kind of stuff. Or get in the nooks and crannies of the toilet. Whatever. You know, wash off the cabinets. Yeah. Like all the random stuff. Um, But normal daily, normal cleanings for most of my clients are just cleaning up after everyday life. So it just helps them have a clean house most of the time and not have to do the work. So when you're busy, that's where I come in. Well, I, I liken it to, um, like changing the oil on your car, your brake pads. I can do those things. Mm-hmm. I know how to do those things. I fucking hate doing those things. Mm-hmm. Well, and the time, the time it takes to do yes. those Yeah. Things. So it well, takes some me. People, but like he's saying, some people just don't like to do it. Exactly. And so they do and a half ass job or they put it off until it's. It Bad. until something that's like could take you a half an hour takes three hours. Yeah, like or... when I like for me to change the oil in my car, it's going to take me an hour and a half 
to do it probably. I have to find a way to lift my car, which either means I have to buy special ramps to put it up or, you know, get double jacks essentially. I have to deal with the damn oil, which means taking the old dirty oil somewhere. I have to deal with the cleanup. And it's not a hard job. Changing your oil is really freaking easy. If you have the right space. Yeah, you have to have the oil wrench and you have to get the stuff and it is cheaper. Oh my God, it would take me an hour and a half plus <laughs> and I can take it even to the car dealership and have them do it and the cost above the cost of the oil and the part for them to do it. And, and the, they saved you maybe 15, 20 bucks max, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I was it really run it worth through it? like the car wash? 15, 20 bucks and over an hour of my time. Yeah. My time's is, more worth it more to me than that money. I would much rather, my dad did teach us how to change our oil, but I don't. Exactly. I, exactly. I pay somebody because I don't want to do it. Well, it's the same thing, like breaks, things like that. It's just easy to liken it to that because, you know, once once you get to a certain point in your life, you realize, like, your time is worth a lot more than... There are some things that the gratification give is enough payment and some things that it's not. Like, that's my so favorite, so I clean on Sundays. Like, that. Like we we pretty much pick up after ourselves but i do all the vacuuming and the mopping and the scrubbing of the all of the stuff on sundays and my favorite thing is that i go in and i take my shower and i get out and i just stand there and look at my house you're clean and everything <laughs> else is clean and yeah i get and my that. dog hasn't like walked around and gotten hair all over everything yet and the pillows are all in the you know, the right spot in college i changed all my own oil did my own mm-hmm. breaks all that kind of stuff cuz my time wasn't worth as much as my money exactly. back then. Yeah. Exactly. And you, yeah, you had a very different situation financially. And so so I, I had to do those things. But yeah, as you get older and you're a hell of a lot. Your time becomes a lot and worth a lot else, more. Yeah. It's like, now I'll take it in and pay it. <laughs> well, yeah. and this is why there are so many different type of personalities and so many different people liking so many different things. This is how the world balances out. Some people like to clean. Some people don't. Some people like to do mechanics. Some people don't. Some people like to talk. Some people don't. Everybody's got a place. They just need to find that place. I found my place and it just, like I said, kind of happened upon me. And then I was like, hmm, this is working out well. I like this. And then I was in need of it because I needed the income. And I just was like, hey, you know, hey, Feel free to tell your friends and then it would just snowball a little more and it'll fade down and then it'll go up and then I'll be turning people away and then it'll fade down to where I have more space. And then I'm like, I like a little more time. And (laughs) I seriously was just saying that over the weekend, last weekend, that I was enjoying having more space. And, you know, he was just like, hey, feel free to continue to work as much as you are now and don't think you need to take on more clients. We're fine. And I said, okay. And then today I got asked if I would come clean for somebody and I was like, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I have space. I'll do it. And I'm, yeah. He's- to, to a point, you also get to that point in your life where it's not necessarily about the money. It's yeah. the sense of accomplishment and doing something. And it keeps me busy. And yeah. I, I could find a million things to do at my house, like reorganizing my sock drawer or whatever. You know, I could do that over and over again and be happy. But this way I... I mean, I, I have to count the fact that I think it keeps me in shape, keeps me healthy because I'm physically moving every day, not sitting down. So I, I count that as a blessing that comes with yeah. my work. And I, it's a very gratifying job. I love seeing the beginning and then seeing the end result. And I love the gratification of getting clients saying, 
oh my gosh, I love that my stove looks brand new or whatever. That that's all the reward I need. I do love the money. Don't don't get me wrong on that. Of course, the money pays bills and and buys happy happy things. You know, whether it's a you know a cinnamon roll or whatever, it money buys the things that make well, the world you get go to round. Eat cinnamon but... rolls because you have an active job. <laughs> Oh, hmm. oh well, I, so, I I would have brought some. I'm going to ask for the dirt. You don't have to be specific. You oh, don't have dirt. to give names, but I want to know some of the nastiest shit that you've had to clean up. <laughs> I just I have to know because mm. who did we have? We had Cat on with Cat. her cleaning company yeah. like years ago, uh, and I I'm I'm always curious when because I I have this thought in my mind like people that have cleaning services come in make sure they don't have super nasty shit for those cleaning services to clean. But I don't know if that's really the case. And I would mm-hmm. assume like, especially like move outs are probably the worst. Oh yeah. On most clean definitely. talk, the f- most fun things to watch are move out cleanups. And, um, there's a lady that she takes donations on her TikTok, and then she does free cleanings for like quarters. And she, she went to this place and she's like, Yep, this is the fourth time I've been here. That yes, these are all mouse droppings. Yes, <sighs> I will be cleaning this, and then I will be pulling up all of the pa- contact paper and replacing all of that when I come back because this is a more than a one day job. Like, but she does it for free because these people are like, I don't really want to live like this. I just like it just happens. Your TikTok wow. and mine are very different. <laughs> yeah, your TikTok is weird as hell. In yeah. fact, half the time you send me stuff, the video has been taken down. <laughs> so I'm, I, I am curious. I want to know what some of the, the dirtiest, nastiest things that Or maybe weird out there. Yeah. Well, mm. or maybe the weird, like a weird reason or something like that. Well, I've cleaned some like uber disgusting messes for sure where like the piggiest like living situation where they literally cleaned nothing and the toilet looks like it's never been cleaned in five years Uh i mean where you can literally like 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 push three inch black ring on the side yes and you can like push the floor and see everything move like it was it was oh wow unbearably dirty i i wow that is it's tough for me to hear these things. I'm always interested, but like, you've seen, you've been in the house. It's not the cleanest house, but it is not dirty and everything has its place. What? You gotta. I think your headset is kind of being doing a little wonky. It might, it, it might need to be replaced as our head, headset for our guest. The, the cord is just. Try that just, one. Right, try this on. Try this real quick. We'll. Okay. I, if I leave it, maybe okay. it'll be okay. Don't touch it. <laughs> Stop touching. Um, I would say, one of, I've, I've had to turn around and walk out in more than one job, but the one most memorable was. Like walk out because you need to catch your breath and not throw up or like um, walk out because you're just not going to do it. I've had both. One of them was not very long ago. It was, it was just very, very, very dirty. And I literally just felt filthy when I came home, I wouldn't touch anything. I just was like, I'm stripping these clothes off, putting them directly in the laundry room, and I am going to shower because I feel so gross. You're like, I'm going to burn these clothes on my way to the bathroom to shower. Yeah, and so there's there's those that are just like literal, like I have not done anything for the whole time I've lived in this place. Like there's some of that that it really just blows my mind that people can live that way. Um, but then there's been some sketchier things like finding um toys 
<laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say laying drugs. out like, toys, laying out that on... you have to put away. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh no, Jeannie's not cleaning this room. <laughs> um, I've walked in when there was a, a lady I cleaned for many moons ago that had three teenage boys that were 17, 18, 19. <laughs> she went out of town. How many crunchy socks did you find in that house? <laughs> well, she went out of town for a week for business and they threw a big party. Oh, boy. And I came to clean the day after this big party and there was people sleeping all over the house. It was like 1030 in the morning. Mm-hmm. There was just people everywhere in the house and lots of used condoms, lots of alcohol. Lot, there was throw up. At there least was, there were condoms. I mean, the only place in the whole house that did not have a body that was like a couch or a bed was the mother's bed, which I guess they just knew not to go there. But, um, yeah, there was throw up right outside her bedroom door. There was throw up in the hallway downstairs. And then there was just people everywhere. And I walked in and I was like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know what to do. And I just texted her and said, I'm guessing they didn't know I was coming, but there's like 12 people that I counted here and I can't clean with all these people here. And literally nothing's been picked up. And she's like, wait, what? And, um, yeah, I'm, I just said, I won't be coming back because I'm not going to deal with the repercussions of those kids saying you tattled on me and who knows what I would find after that. So I just was like, I think I'm not. That's when you blacklight the place. That actually reminds me. So my buddy, my buddy Brandon, uh, years ago when he used to live over on, uh, um, Center Park Drive over there right off the back of it. Um, we would have, I mean, he had, he had a maid service that came in every week and cleaned because he just didn't want to do it. Um, but we would have massive parties. Um, there is a bachelor pad. He had a stripper pole in his kitchen. <laughs> like, we had a, like a, a, a hot tub outside, a freestanding arcade, a pool table, dartboard. There's a stripper pole. Like, it was a party house. We had a wet bar downstairs. Like, but we would always, you know, anytime we would party there and he would have the maid service come in on a Sunday, Saturday night when we were done, we were picking up and like Sunday morning, there weren't bodies everywhere. We were like, <laughs> okay, like we got to pick up our shit because the maid's coming, you know? Well, that's people who cared. Yeah. These teenagers, they clearly didn't realize or didn't care. One of the two, I don't know. I'm sure both. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. both. My youngest is so cute. She is the one that kind of comes over because my other one doesn't live in the state anymore. And so one of the times she came over, we said, you, you can have people over. Like, this is what you're allowed to have. She's over 21. Like, like make sure you're not, you know, giving alcohol to, you know, and we have the ring and we could see people coming in and out or whatever. But we came home and the day I came home, I could smell that she'd cleaned and put everything away. And I was Warped like, my new cutting nice. board by that, sticking it in the dishwasher. She did. She didn't oh, know it would warp the you... cutting board. Oh, no. Nice new, like, big old plastic cutting board. That I bought him would... another one, but it's like way too big too and you big. can't get to it. But mm. yeah, um, she didn't know. But no. But like she put everything in the dishwasher around the load of dishes. Not a lot she, of kids will do that. She washed the she washed the towels that she used to dye her hair, but she left like a little blue spot and I was cleaning and I was like, What did you do in the bathroom? And she's like, Why? And I was like, Well, there's some rags that are missing, which is fine, they're rags. But I'm like, there's like 
some blue spots in the the bath that I had to bleach. And she was like, I thought I got it all. I dyed my hair blue. And I, she's like, I took the towel off and like, didn't realize that it done it until like I went back in and it was blue. And I was like, it's fine. I just couldn't figure out why things were blue. So you just bleached it and it came right out. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Bleach on a paper more. towel sitting there for 10 or 15 oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to hear, speaking of that, what are some of your tricks? And we've already had, we've already heard about crud cutter. <laughs> yes. But what are some of the other things that, that are, are tricks of the trade for someone that does really deep cleaning? Um, staples for me are, um, like a, construction cleaning razor blade or retractable razor mm-hmm. blade so it's like three inches wide the retractable razor blades are lifesavers for a million reasons i love those things and cannot go without them um barkeeper's friend it's my favorite cleaner for a million reasons it helps everything i don't even know i've heard that on clean tech barkeeper's <laughs> friend is the best cleaning product that i've ever found i i clean showers with vinegar Dawn dish soap and water. And a lot of people are like, why don't you use it? Because it works better than the other stuff and it's not going to kill me. <laughs> so do you want to spend every day in somebody's shower with chemicals like bleach? Mm-hmm. I don't. Because yeah, it's enclosed. And- I can't do it. Walmart. I can't even, I don't even like the smell of bleach. Like oven cleaners, the commercial ovens, mm-hmm. stuff oh, yeah. like that. That stuff's horrible. Yep. Nope. I can't do it. So I'm. You just I'm turn it on it. clean and burn it off. But- oh, don't put your oven on clean. Oh, no. Well, oh, don't use that. I used a lot of Barkeeper's Friend when I've cleaned ovens. I've used a lot of Barkeeper's Friend for showers, tubs, sinks, you name it. Anything hard water. I mean, Barkeeper's Friend's just... So cool. basically everything you clean in Utah because we have the hardest <laughs> water. I have heard that WD-40 on glass helps with uh, yes. hard water stains too. It, it helps prevent them. Yeah. Some guy did it. Mm-hmm. He was like doing something he's like no it doesn't like you do this and then you do th- i don't remember what he did but again clean talk yes <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be checking this out because i love new ideas it's freaking awesome i absolutely love it there's these asian guys i think they're actually somewhere in asia that they go in and they do it on like super hyper speed mm-hmm. and they're like so they're like moving like really 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 fast for, for, fast forward the video is that what yeah like they, they record it on like uber hyper speed and then i think that they like do it fast so that you can see the whole like from oh, beginning to oh, end okay and they're like doing outside of windows inside of windows showers they're like they're like vacuuming mattresses and like lifting mattresses and like doing under beds and like putting the furniture but it's like some of them are start out so gross and then at the end it's like all sparkly clean. oh yeah see that's my kind of happy right there <laughs> i love seeing things all shiny and clean so yeah same that's my that's my happy spot barkeeper's friend crud cutter and razor blades yes those are those are three necessities i'm i'm picky about my glass cleaner i like sprayway glass cleaner as oh, much as i've heard that as much as i you know windex is a good you know, whatever. But this is ammonium, um, ammonia, ammonia, can't even talk, ammonia free. And it just, it doesn't have the strong smell. And frankly, I think it works better. It doesn't streak as much. So like, I'm, I'm really particular about what I use. Do you use newspaper or paper towels for windows? Um, I use microfiber cloths usually. Paper towels would be second. I don't bring newspaper. I don't get the newspaper. I don't think I anybody, anybody does, anymore. No, I no. also don't think, I think that it was a thing, but I don't really, I could never get a newspaper work, but I agree with like newspaper the foaming spray. glass spray. Cause even in the car, it helps like oh, in the, the inside when you can't get rid of the streaky stuff. If you use that, it's yeah. Better. The spray way is great for windows in your car too. 
I've used it for all of it. And I'm, I'm sold on Sprayway for that. I've tried every brand of glass cleaner and that's just the one that I personally like. Clean Talk likes that one too. You're oh, right well, in see, line. I am, I am on board. You I am are. ready to make my own Clean Talk. You videos. are. Right now? Right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. Um, you should. It's a second source of income for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> toothbrushes are amazing cleaning tools that a lot of people don't like think about. We have, oh, I have like three or four in my cleaning bag. You have one to. that's for the toilet, one that's for the around the The sink. downside is I don't know which one's for which. Oh my dear. You don't clean. <laughs> Sometimes I do. But you don't use the toothbrushes. I do. You know what? Uh, which you do? one's for scrubbing clothes? You put them you put them you put them in a baggie and you label the baggie. Oh, that's a I good just idea. know which colors. Yeah. Like I have my sponges are certain colors and I move it. They get, you know, moved down to the toilet and then. Yep. Me too. I have, well, I use the same kind of sponge. I only use yeah. the blue ones. I never use the yellow and green ones ever anymore because they scratch. They have the mm-hmm. abrasive nature and you don't want that on most stuff. So I use the blue ones. I'm sold on the blue ones. So I don't use anything but that. I just buy them in bulk at Costco and yeah, but that the blue sponge, the, the barkeeper's friend, cred cutter, like I said, is great for heavy-duty, greasy cabinets or top of cabinets or any other greasiness. And it's really not like the chemical strong smell that you would expect for something. It's it's strong compared to what I'm used to, but it just worked so good. I was so impressed by that stuff. I'm sold on... I'm sold on microfiber rags versus regular rags. Like, I, I definitely have my specific certain... Um, Paper towels will leave the sheds. Other ones won't. So you you bring all your own rags and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What about like vacuum cleaners, mop supplies? I do not bring that because then you're transferring the hair and the the actual grime from persons like, you know, the, yeah. So you use whatever yeah. they have. I use theirs because, hello, who doesn't have a vacuum cleaner? The only time I usually have to bring My one is for clean outs. At one point. Like move outs and move ins and stuff like that. But otherwise, they provide the vacuum, they provide the broom and, you know, the dustpan. That way, I don't have to worry about the cleanliness of those items. And do you mop and stuff for them as mm-hmm. well? Yeah. Yeah. I, if they say they want their floor steam cleaned and they have a steamer, I'll steam their floor. I, I'm very flexible. I have some friends that clean that are a little more hard-nosed about certain things. Like, I will not do this, this, this. Or I charge them $100 if they want their fridge cleaned. I just charge them the normally normal hourly most of the time unless it's like a move out. And then I say, okay, here's a flat fee. Do you want me to clean it or not? Because it's a big job. It can take two hours to clean a fridge out. It's yeah. so oh, yeah. gross. I've had it take two and a half hours. It takes a long time. Well, and you got to take all the shit out of it, and yes. you got to clean everything, get it into the sink well, half the time. Mm-hmm. Even clean people, your fridge gets gross and you don't realize it because something spilled and went down the back, but you didn't yes. really notice it until you get everything out of it. So, And then if it's somebody that's not that clean, ugh, all bets are off. It could be You know, cold. I saw mm-hmm. some, uh, some images of fridges back in the 50s. Why the fuck did we change? I like don't know. they had like nice like solid shelving that wasn't and, like, glass. Sp- like slid up and down. Yeah, like and- the fridges in the fifties were legit. They weren't as big, but we I went away like, with the cool shelving. I do shelving. like the door kind of storage stuff better. They now, don't probably. make anything the way they used to. That's true. I mean, true. anything. It's a throwaway world. Plastics so they make are stuff a lot to, cheaper now. I mean, washers and dryers, they say if you get a good five years out of anything made in the last 10 years, you're lucky. Now, let me tell you. So when we, when I first moved in here, one of the first, in fact, like the first well, like, because pseudo major my purchase. My ex-husband and I kind of split on good terms and I gave him the old washer so and dryer. So we bought a new washer and dryer. And 
11 years, not a single issue. And then all of a sudden, boom, washer just stops working. And uh, we finally get a repair guy in here and he looks at it. He's like, well, it's a board. After calling everybody. It's the memory board. Yeah, and it costs $600. Yeah, yeah like, the memory board. Been there, board. done that. If we can that. get it, it's going to be a nine hundred dollar repair. If we can even get yes. it, that's what happened with my oven when I lived in Harriman, mm-hmm. and they said six hundred dollars for the memory board, or probably eight hundred dollars for a new stove. And I was like, "Are you joking me?" That's so so I went out and spent eighteen hundred dollars on a stove instead, and got a double oven. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so that's what we did. I mean, we were like nine hundred dollars, or we could pay roughly twelve and get a whole new set. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what you do. Which but sucks. Cause, it does. It does. It like, happened actually right before we left. It get, was working great. <laughs> it was working great. And then it was, a, it's a freaking microchip that needs to be replaced. Like, that's ridiculous. What's funny with, with my lawn mowing equipment, every time I replace something, it costs more and it doesn't last as long. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the edger that I've had for nine years finally gave out and I had to replace it. So I got a new one this year. It's not as good. It's just not. And it's the same brand and it's supposedly the upgraded model. And I'm like, I've lived that life because I I did landscaping, as you know. So (laughs) I I did landscaping with my ex-husband for seven years. So I do know that life. And it's so sad, though, to watch. Yeah, it sucks to see, you know, products become like TVs. Mm hmm. Like if TV goes bad, there's no TV repair shops anymore. I see people throw TVs away all the time. All the time. Like just, it, it doesn't work great. It's got a bad picture and they'll just throw it away. Cause they don't, no one repairs them. It's not like when we were kids. So when, when my parents got married, they inherited my grandparents. The console? Great big massive yes. console that's the TV. Oh, yes. The record player, the eight track player. My and dad the, had the that. The AM radio. We had that sucker till I was probably 15, 16. Yeah. Well, when I was like, <laughs> so, and I can tell you the year, it was 1989. Uh, maybe it was 1990. My brother and I got a Nintendo for Christmas and my parents. So we got a Nintendo. My parents and my grandparents, and my aunts and my uncles all went on the same thing. So we got a Nintendo and some games. We got a 13-inch color TV because my parents didn't want us to burn images into their TV. Because <laughs> the old TVs it did it. Would. Well, it, yeah, it did that because the, the, the graphics on those 8-bit games Because the, the background stayed change. there forever. Yeah. Yes. And, and so... Uh, so we got this TV. I had that TV. I don't know. I, I had that TV up until maybe three years before I met Bree. So I had Are it for serious? like, oh yeah, for like 20 <laughs> plus years. I had that TV and it still worked and I still used it. I remember Atari, we had the, the Star Wars game for Atari and it's the, the Walker thingies, the at walkers and you fly back and forth and shoot them. That's like really it. But the background burned indoor TV. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't change. Because we I played remember it, that game. We played it so long that you turn the TV off and there Space was Invaders. Like, yes, Space Invaders. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I played a lot of that one. Me too. But they don't make stuff like that anymore. No. The LCD TVs, they just don't. They're, they're yeah. not the same. Yeah. So. There's not, it's not like the old TVs where you would literally replace the tube in the back. That's mm-hmm. where the, the term, the tube, turn on the tube. Boob That's, tube. Because there was a cathode tube in the back. There was an actual tube yes. in the back, because I remember my dad had, had a box of them in the garage, and then when it would go out, he would take out the old tube, put the new tube in, and it was like, literally, I had like a, a brand new TV again. I had a projector TV for oh. 18 years. Yeah, those lasted forever. You fold the bottom part out, and it projects onto yeah. it. And my dad helped me replace the bulbs on it more than once, and that thing lasted 18 years. And I will say, if you get a projector, which there are really good projectors now, same deal, right? But it's yeah. not a projector TV. It's a projector and a screen. Mm-hmm. 
You drop the screen out of your ceiling. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I want to do that. When when my basement's finished, when yeah. we finish the basement, it's gonna it's gonna probably be that because we don't want a TV down there. We're we're probably gonna want it to be more like a movie theater. And, yeah, yeah, and where the window is down there, we could totally just, just drop black the it screen out. down yeah. and it would black it out even more. See, that's fantastic. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, so um, how do people get a hold of you if they want you to clean their stuff? Um, usually it's been word of mouth, but I would say they could send me a message on Facebook. They could message me otherwise. Am I supposed to tell you my number? I'm not no, supposed no. to tell you Don't my number. Put the phone number on here. I yeah. didn't know if you had a website or like um, an Instagram account for the business I, or. I did kind of do that, but nobody finds me that way because they just find me normal word of mouth ways. So like I said, I people find me how they want to find me. If they really want me, they (laughs) find me. Well, we'll have links to your social media, (laughs) I'm sure. So people can find you that way. What is the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in all of your time here? It's no Mm. Bay Area, but I think you've you probably learned that it's actually better. Oh yeah, I I love Utah. I'm a big Utah fan. I love I love all the options of outdoor stuff here. I love the mountains. I love I love everything about Utah. There's just all the down south stuff between Moab and Arches and all of that. I mean, there's just so many endless opportunities for happiness outside and I've become a lot more of an outdoorsy, loving the earth person as I've gotten older. And I really wish I had spent more time outdoors when I was younger. Not been so busy working and trying to adult or <laughs> being a dumb kid and thinking other things were more important. I wish I had found the peace that I find outside. Here. I think most of us are that way. I, yeah. think, I think most of us uh, get caught up in the race of life early on and try to... Yeah. Get ourselves in the positions. and I think 40s are, are a good time. You start slowing down. You start looking at the stuff around you. You you don't sweat the small stuff as much. There's lots of good things about the 40s. Most of the stuff that was a big deal in your 20s, you don't give a shit about in your I 40s. I totally agree. I mean, there are some things, but... I don't give two shits about what other people think, and I used to care a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's like concerts. Like I don't, I don't go to concerts very often. I used to love going to concerts. I fucking hate it now. I'm going to see <laughs> the Who and Five Finger Death Punch next month up at Usana oh, and Megadeth. But I'm going for the Who. The other two are just bonus bands. Ah. But, but you know, <laughs> why is Brie making the face? Shit? That's like the first concert since I saw the Who last yeah, year. Do, in do you know? Who he's talking about? It's not. It's who. not the who like W H O. Oh, not it's guys. not. Okay. No, it's a. It's a Mongolian death metal band. Oh, oh that. Okay, one. that explains the facial expressions. Got it. <laughs> All right. I was thinking he I, got into this, and he's been to it with some friends so before. Uh, that that's how they brought COVID back to us after we got married, and now they're going again. <laughs> yeah, I still for, I still forget that's probably where we all got COVID because we all went to the show, and like the next week. We all get together. Because Jeremy didn't have COVID, That's so true. it was clearly that. We all, we all get together on Thursdays. Uh, and so after he the, has a gaming the week after the show uh, so the, on a Thursday, like I think one person had symptoms maybe, but the, the next day everyone's like, oh, we feel sick. And then like three days later, all the wives got sick. Yeah, oh, so. bummer. That's okay. It was after the Hawaii trip, so it's fine. <laughs> it was bound to happen at some point. Why not at a concert? I guess. Yeah. So, well, since Jill isn't, or Jill, Julia isn't oh, here, yeah. we should have, uh, 
grab an oracle Just card. Just do an oracle card. Oh, okay. So they're so over by me, okay. so I'll pull yeah. one out. I don't know. i got to save this purple one. Uh, let's do this one. Oracle. <laughs> Ask a fucking expert. Oh, there you go. That's what we did. Yeah. See? Don't rely on your friends or the internet. Listen to a damn professional. See, there that's a perfect one for this. So there you don't go. listen to clean talk. Listen to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people ask me, I have a lot of family and friends, you know, what do you do to clean this? Clients that'll say, oh my gosh, my daughter got gum in her hair. How would you clean that? And you're like, ice cube. Um, I, I clean houses, but I do know how to do that because I'm a mom. So mm. this is what you do. Peanut butter, ice cubes, mm. you know, the things. So yeah, I get, I get random cleaning questions. Scissors. From Wax out of carpet. Scissors. Iron. Yes. Cloth. A lot of things out of carpet. Scissors. Irons are great. Cut it out. Irons, <laughs> irons will get wine out of your carpet. I knew that. You can get um, the rings off of a table, like a water yes. ring off the table with the iron. You There's have so to many melt adventures. the, it, it has to do with the, the shellac stuff that they put on to seal it. When you put your hot thing on it, it clouds it. And if you melt it all nice and even again, it re-liquefies it and makes it clear again. Mm. Yeah. Or just throw it away and get a new table. Oh, that oh, sounds no. like a that sounds like something that a millennial would do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't just throw it away. Or you could, because I lived off of shit people threw away when I was a kid. So. Or you can refinish it. I like to do stuff like that. Yeah. Too. You can take it to the DI. You yes. can find lots of gems there. I'm all about giving the stuff I won't use that has value to anybody, even mm-hmm. a homeless. The person. restore. Yeah. I've got some glass in there. I've got to take to them, actually. Oh, and I found uh, another place that I like that gives me a restore feeling. It's um, the other side. Mm. And this place, um, I found it on a whim one day. I was like, ooh, consignment. (laughs) I like consignment stores. And it's furniture, clothing, lots of random stuff. But they, they actually are helping people who are coming out of maybe a bad situation trying oh, to get their life great. together and so they help rehabilit- rehabilitate people who've been in prison or just been down What's the wrong path again? the other it's side it's called the other side and that's a local place that I'm a big supporter of now I've donated to and I've I've shopped at I've found some amazing clothing deals I love and lots of furniture stuff there and stuff for everybody but yeah I love that place I I love to support businesses that have a good um, meaning behind them, a good aura. And they just, the people that were working there were super friendly. And just the one kid was telling me, you know, this has helped get my life back on track. I made some stupid mistakes and I was in prison. I was in jail for, you know, whatever amount of time. And he said, it's really helped me get my life together. They've helped me focus on the important things and they've helped me know my worth and he just he was so positive and i was like oh you exude like the meaning that is behind this company and i just want you to know that you've really you've turned my eyes to to the benefits that this is bringing our community because some people make a mistake because they're dumb and young some people make a mistake for whatever many reasons we make mistakes every day but you know, it's nice to see a place that's in full support of getting those people and saying, you can be better than what you've been. Be a better human. This is how we're going to help you. We're going to educate you. We're going to support you. And we're going to guide you to go down a healthier path. It's just a really good company. So yeah. Sounds like it. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for uh, having me. 
If you guys like what you hear, or even if you hate it, share the episode. It helps us. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, smelling bad milk. Just share the episode with your friends. Um, don't smell your milk because all you're smelling is the ring around the outside of your milk. It's true. But don't smell milk anyway. It's disgusting. So <laughs> uh, You can follow us at TNU Podcast on all the different social medias. Uh, and I'm going to start a TikTok at some point because why not for the podcast? I won't ever post anything. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can go to hotdog-water.com or thenewutah.com and uh, check out our website. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Folk Hogan for uh, the music that uh, plays us in and plays us out. And hopefully you guys have a, uh, a good fall. Enjoy the rain. Uh, go vote for City Weekly Best Ofs. And vote for Sim Gill. And, uh, yeah, vote for Sim Gill and just, just vote in general when you get your ballots in the mail.